I'm Joyita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. The iPhone changed life for the blind community. It certainly changed my life. I don't just mean that it's accessible right out of the box. Of course, that was a huge step forward at the time. I am getting at the feeling of giddy relief that for the first time in my life, I could use the same technology as everyone else. Banking, ride-sharing, social media, you name it, it's all at my fingertips. But of course, I feel I could always do more with my phone, which is why I'm always keen to learn about the iPhone. Accessible technology, I believe anyway, is only as useful as we decide to make it. And in that vein, it's important to share what we know about technology with others from the disability community from a place of generosity and inclusiveness. Today, we discuss accessible tech training. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome back to the Pulse on AMI Audio. I'm Joyita Gupta. Michael Fair is the creator of Personal Power, getting the most from iOS as a totally blind user. The second edition of this user manual was recently released. And Michael joins us today from Mississauga to talk about this really important contribution to the blind community. Hello and welcome to the Pulse. It's really nice to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. I remember when I got my first iPhone, it must have been in 2010, thereabouts, uh, my first thought was, my cell phone bill has just doubled. My second thought was, what on earth have I signed up for? How is a blind person supposed to use a touchscreen? What was your introduction like to the iPhone? Well, I my mom uh, basically uh, broke her cell phone, and uh, she slipped and fell, and it dropped and broke and uh, I have, uh, at that time, I was using a, a, a basically a dumb phone. Uh, it had a keyboard, and that was the one thing I bought it for, which was the raised touchpad so that I could actually enter phone numbers. I couldn't use any of the other things. I couldn't text or anything like that, mm-hmm. but at least I could dial and I could answer calls. So, you know, it, it was really, uh, you know, going uh, from that, I, I wanted something better. Uh, but the, the only accessible cell phones at the time were more uh, expensive. And, and, you know, I, I had been actually donated one uh, after writing my first guide, uh, the very first personal power, which uh, was for computers, basically, mm-hmm. for using screen readers. And I was really used to do, doing more than just calls and, uh, you know, wanted something better. So when mom broke her phone, you know, I uh, you know she didn't really want a smartphone at the time. She wanted something simple that that she knew how to to do everything with. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, okay, I, you know, the latest thing now that I've been hearing more and more about is this iPhone. And I I was a little skeptical. You know, I, I, I my friends had talked about, oh, you can do this, that, and the other thing with it. And I'm like, it's a flat screen. You know, how are you going to do anything if you can't if there's no tact, there's nothing to to get oriented with. So I was very skeptical at first, and uh, but I kept seeing more and more gleeful posts from blind people on Twitter and on uh, in other communities. And I started checking about out this Apple this community, and I was won over. So by the time this happened, I was ready to sort of take that plunge and get this iPhone. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was in there and I got handed this iPhone, and and I 
it was an interest. I felt it, and I thought, oh, my God, what have I just done? Like, it was this flat slab, exactly as it had been described. You know, and I was standing there with this thing thinking, I've just signed a three-year contract to pay for this. And, you know, and, you know, they got it set up. And, and I learned later that I could have done that myself. Uh, but I think, you know, my father knew that it had a, a screen reader. It had a, a something that would let me use the phone. I don't think the salesman did. I think maybe mm-hmm. he thought, thought that someone cited would be there to help me use it when I needed to. Uh, and then And then I started touching the phone and it started talking to me and he realized what was happening and he was kind of stupefied. Like it just totally blew his mind. So that was, that was kind of how I started out with, with uh, the iPhone. Well, it's a, you, it's funny you should mention that because just last year around Labor Day, I finally had to go and upgrade my phone. I had been using for all it was worth and I finally realized, okay, none of my apps work. It's just, it's, it's in really bad shape. It's got to go. Um, and so I went and I got my phone upgraded at the store and none of the people there actually knew they knew how to set up my iPhone, but they didn't actually know how to work with voiceover. So what is the training life that is that is provided, not just from Apple, but in general about voiceover? Do you feel that um, aside from the training that blind people provide one another, uh, is there enough awareness about voiceover out there and how to help clients with visual disabilities access their phones and to set up their phones? I don't think so. I think Apple kind of drops the ball there. I think more of their salespeople are probably getting more aware of, of voiceover. Now, the, uh, when you get out to the carriers, uh, that's another level beyond, right? So Apple has less control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was dealing with at the time. I was getting it through a, a, a carrier. But you, you're still dealing with, it's sighted people know about Siri. And unfortunately, they have this misperception that Siri is what makes the phone accessible because you can talk mm-hmm. to it and it talks back. They don't realize like the, the concept of a screen reader, especially when you're dealing with an actually flat screen, like it's, it's very counterintuitive. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Apple has kind of dropped the ball a bit there. They've, they've come up with this wonderful system, but they haven't explained it very well. And that leaves a lot of blind people sort of in, in the lurch, especially if they get it themselves, if they order it online. Uh, and I've, I write about this in in the guide about how mm-hmm. you know they can go through and, and not be told about voiceover and have this mm-hmm. wonderful thing, this life changing device that they're carrying around and all they can do with it was is ask Siri to do things, and that really limits what you can do if you're trying to do everything with Siri. It, that's not Siri's job. That's not what it's designed for. Siri is a digital assistant. You know, it's it's to to, to do little short tasks for you. You know, you're not supposed to write documents with it and shop necessarily with it and things like that. Well, Siri annoys me. But that aside, um, one of the things I was thinking about with your guide, just as you open it up, you could have called it voiceover and iOS for dummies. But you, you elected to call it personal power. Why was it important for you to frame the document in terms of people's personal agency and their in their power in a situation where they aren't ruled by technology, but they try to take control? Well, because I feel that the iPhone really has shifted a balance in a fundamental way for us. If you could master the touchscreen, mm-hmm. then you have this really powerful device that lets you, economics are now 
more in your favor in terms of engaging with the, the mainstream. Like you don't need a specialized device anymore to do a lot of different things. If you get an iPhone, like I used to carry it around a laptop. I carried around a GPS uh, you know, device that was specially made and probably cost like three times as much as what a sighted person would pay. I paid more for the software that made the laptop speak than I did the laptop itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then the books, of course, if you want an accessible books, that's a whole other ballgame. Now that I, got, I had the iPhone, all of a sudden, you know, I spent I spent a good, you know, six days trying to scan a 624 print page book that my parents got me as a present. It's a, a book on video game history. And I'll never forget how annoying that process was. Yeah, you know, w- waiting each for each page to finish, you know, and try to keep them all in order. You had to basically wreck the book in order to scan it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. And now I got the iPhone, and one of the first things I found, of course, was the Books app. At that time, it was called iBooks, and mm-hmm. I bought that book for like fifteen dollars, about the same as what a sighted person would pay. Exactly the same, in fact. And there were no typos. There were no out-of-order pages. It was a perfectly accessible book, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of power I'm talking about. You can access things. Netflix is accessible. The TV, all the Apple TV stuff is accessible. You know, all the programs, a lot of the apps that we use are the very same ones that sighted people can use. You know, my, my bank's app is accessible, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the kind of thing where, it, you know, if you had thought, you know, oh, like, how, how likely is it that they'd make an app accessible? I would have come back with, yeah, probably not very, but it is. And, and that's widely the case, much more widely than on any other platform I've ever had. So it really does shift. It gives you a lot more agency. You can choose when to get specialized apps to do something. And there are cases when that's still a better option. But there are a lot of cases where you can use the regular apps that everyone else uses. So now all of a sudden we have choice. We don't have to pay a ton extra to get the device. And we can now participate in a large scale ecosystem. And that's something I don't think blind people have ever really had, you know, been able to, to do effectively before mm-hmm. is to, to really get in on, on, on this, this massive ecosystem of moving economic forces and parts that makes so much uh, so much cheaper you know so that's that's what i'm when i meant when i called it personal power well i was just excited that everybody around me was getting to use an iphone and i would get to use one too i you know one of the things that i was thinking about is that everybody who got a new iphone pretty much jumped on it right away because it is actually pretty straightforward uh, but I needed to take classes to learn the ins and outs of voiceover. Uh, someone called Tom Decker, who used to work at a not-for-profit here in Toronto, held classes for iPhone users, and I went and took those classes. Do you feel that the that that voiceover itself is intuitive, or does it create this whole other set of of skills that you need to have, and this whole other learning curve that blind people need to have in order to make the most out of their phone? It, it really is another layer of complexity. And Apple, I don't think, quite understood how much of a layer it would be. I was reading a book on uh, by Brian Merchant called The One Device, and he talked to you know the original creators of the iPhone, where the ideas all came from. Fascinating read. Uh, 
And one of the things that came out of that was that if you had to ship a manual, you had not created a compelling device. It had to be so simple that you didn't need a manual to start doing mm -hmm. stuff. And that, you know, for sighted people, that is largely true. Uh, you know, you, you still, there's still some stuff to learn. I, I think Apple should do a bit better in that regard for them too. But for blind people, it's it, not only is the basic concept of using a touch screen to, do, to really do productive stuff on the face of it absurd, you know, mm -hmm. to someone who's never experienced it, but the, the techniques are very different than what you can do if you can see. Uh, and that introduces a layer of complexity that you need more to get going with. You need those classes. You need something. Apple should put a tutorial, and I've told them this, you know, and not that they've listened to me, but I have told them <laughs> that they, you know, they should put a tutorial built into voiceover like they have for the Macs. If you mm -hmm. get an, an iMac, you have a tutorial that walks you through the basics of voiceover and brings you up to the point where you could theoretically get the manual for that computer from books uh, on Apple and, and actually use it. Right now, if you're a blind person, you walk out of the Apple store, you're not going to know how to navigate. You're not going to know how to use voiceover well enough to enjoy what you have. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it takes, and there's nothing pointing blind people to where to go to learn this stuff. So this mm -hmm. is, and then even if you learn all that, there, there's the question of apps. There's what apps are accessible and will work for me with voiceover and what won't. And, you know, there are millions of apps, and unfortunately a lot of them are not accessible, probably never will be. Mm -hmm. They're just too visual. But there's there are thousands that are accessible, and that is is powerful. We get access to a lot more in in that, despite the, you know, the, the fraction that we that of, of the total that we can access, it's still a lot more than we've ever had before. And there are more forces like laws, like disability laws and awareness, accessibility awareness. All of that is working for us a lot more strongly, I think, in the Apple ecosystem because of the foundation that Apple made. So it's, it's one of these things where the blind people need a bit more to help them really get started. Mm -hmm. Michael, tell me a little bit about what can be found in this book. So if I were to go and open it up and, you know, there's, it's available online in several formats, what would I find? Okay, so basically I have it in a few different formats. The best would probably be EPUB. And uh, that has an interactive table of contents and you can navigate it. It works very well in an app like Voice Dream Reader. It'll work in the Books app and uh, other other apps that will read EPUB files. So, uh, the, and you can also uh, get it in a couple other formats as well. What's in there is basically I take you from how to set up your iPhone from the very beginning, if you just got it, brought it you know, in the mail, you know, if you've gotten it online and it's shipped to you, uh, I explain about what, what it takes to set one of these things up. And I go from there, uh, teach you about voiceover. So there's a lot about a uh, big section on voiceover and how to use it, the basic commands and get uh, the rotor, uh, all this, the things that you really have to know to, to really navigate well. I also go through iOS, so the operating system, the conventions, what's where, the status bar, the dock, the note, notification center, the control center, 
uh, you know, all the different things, focuses, all the different things that you can do with the iPhone in terms of, of getting around, how storage works. I talk a lot about the Apple ecosystem, uh, what it means to be a part of an ecosystem, what kind of uh, implications that choice has. So the economics at work, I try to give you a good understanding of, of the forces at work. Uh, security, I go through a, a security and privacy. Uh, shopping, a, a, a sections on productivity, accessible games, shopping, social media. Uh, and I try to do a bit more than the basic. I'm not just talking about the apps and, and what apps work, although that there's a lot of that in there. Uh, I also talk about you know, a bit about what you're getting into. Like, for example, in my social media section, I try to give you some advice so that you're not, if this is your first time having access to that, you know, as a blind person independently, mm -hmm. you, you should know what to expect. I don't want people going in there and, and being surprised if they encounter negativity or different things like that. So I talk you through, you know, the basics, how to, how to you know, think about what you're engaging with, uh, things like that. Uh, and the App Store, of course, I go through how to get apps on the App Store. And uh, then a bit about, I have, a, of course, a list of, of apps. Uh, I have a section on reading, uh, how to mm -hmm. read all the different ways you can read with your iPhone. I do all my reading on it now. My whole library is now being held in my hand as I talk to you on the iPhone, because that's mm -hmm. where it all is. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's a lot of of real power there. Streaming services, I have a section on that. Uh, so I, I basically try to expose you to as many of the different possibilities as I can so that then you can figure out what you want to do, what uses you want to put your iPhone into, and, and at least be aware of the choices that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was looking at the, the user guide, I was blown away by the depth and the complexity and that it really felt like you thought of everything. What was your process right in 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 writing a, a a book like this? How did you anticipate what to put in? And I'm sure there are things that you might have wanted to put in, but you decided to leave out. Well, it was basically my my thought was how can I write a book that encapsulates as much like I really enjoy my iPhone. It's it's the the thing that is is easily. I, you know, I, other than the white cane, I can't think of anything that has empowered me more mm -hmm. as a blind person and that I've gotten more enjoyment out of. And I really wanted to convey that to people and to give them that option. So I wanted to pack a lot of the, the wisdom that I'd learned about, you know, how to enjoy that in the book. So that was going in those, that was my objective, give you the tools you need so you can navigate it use it successfully and the apps the other missing piece is the apps there's very it's hard to search for accessible apps uh you know mm -hmm. they don't have big advertising budgets so it's hard to learn about what's out there so it's it, you know it, it, it's a, a kind of an uphill struggle and i wanted to lessen that learning curve lessen that struggle get people to have good experiences so that they're more encouraged to try other things and maybe find stuff that i didn't know so when i began a book that was that was kind of the goal. Get you know, teach people the basics, point people to some good apps, and then talk more about like the, the the wisdom, the things that you learn along the way. Living with an iPhone over ten years, mm -hmm. I guess now it's about twelve. <laughs> Gosh, so you know it's all about yeah the the basics, health, mental wellness. There's a big section on that. 
a lot of apps and things to help you stay fit and to to keep you mentally well. Uh, the, the iPhone has been really through the pandemic. So much has happened in that space, and uh, that that created a lot of changes. And iOS was updated a couple times. So as I was writing the book, you know, the, the, the second edition, there's so much I had to destroy out of the first mm-hmm. edition because it was no longer valid. Like it, it's about, you know, the first edition was about 250,000 words. This edition is about 310,000 words. Wow. But but I probably wrote about close to 100,000 words, really, because I had to eliminate so much of the first edition, right? So it, it was painstaking work looking at what I have to update, what I can leave, what has stayed the same, because some of it has. Uh, so you don't have to destroy everything. But it's it's a careful, painstaking process going through and, and making try to catch all the new features, try to make sure that you don't miss anything. And that really weighed on me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the process. Am I doing right by everyone? You know, you know, I there are complaints in there about what app, you know, how Apple has approached this, and I, you know, because I think it's important that we that new people that use the iPhone understand the ecosystem they're in, and that they're not, you know, it's not all about accessibility. There are a, a lot of other factors at play, and at times that can really cause problems. Uh, you know, if you're deaf blind and you're relying on Braille. And you, you know, Apple does one of these updates that breaks how Braille works and you can't type properly to your device. You can't control it. Uh, there's a problem. You know, it, it could be a pretty serious problem. So and that has happened, unfortunately, on a number of occasions. So people have to be aware of that, that, you know, you might, you know, it, your, your concerns are there. Apple is 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 doing a lot for accessibility you know, but they have other things going on as well. So that is the flip side of if you if you have a company that that makes its own accessibility tools, then you know that's you know it it gets wrapped up in everything else that's going on, and that has good and bad aspects. And I thought it was very mm-hmm. important that that people get that. One of the things that is really notable about the book is that you're giving it away for free. So there is no, uh, there's nothing you need to pay to get the book, uh, which I have to say is very commendable. But uh, also tell us, you know, why you wanted to make sure that the book was as widely available as possible by making it free and um, where people can go if they want to download a copy of the book for themselves. Well, I wanted it to be free because I feel that the people who need it the most either won't know that they need it. Like, it's not like they buy it off me because they don't realize, you know, how, what it will, how much it will help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second part of that is it, it's just, it, I don't, I don't feel right about making money out of what other people, sighted people don't have to pay to, to, you know, to get this extra help, to learn their, their devices, to make really good use of their iPhones. They're inundated with information about apps they should be using, could be using to do all kinds of fun things. You know, blind people, it's not the same, you know. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't work the same way. And, and I think that has cost us a lot over the years. So I want to try to put something out there that that kind of makes the leap a little less of a steep one and puts more information in their hands uh, and the best way to do that is to let them share it among themselves and among their friends. And so it has to be free. I don't want it to be tied to you have to pay X before this person gets it. Mm-hmm. I want it to be 
really out there so that everyone who needs it can have it and and can benefit from it. And I think that will come back to benefit all of us. You know, there'll be more people using the iPhone, happy, you know, in that environment. And they'll they'll push for more change. They'll push for better accessibility. They'll want to do more than I have even thought of. And that will expand my world. So mm-hmm. if I charge for it, I, I don't think it would have the same reach. And, uh, you know, also there's the matter of, of income. I'm on a fixed income with ODSP and, and housing. And if I unintentionally break those rules surrounding that income, I could suddenly find myself in a heaping lot of financial trouble. So, you know, I it's like I have to find something that would get me completely off the system or it's it kind of seems like it's not worth the risk. You know, and a book like this is it's not steady income. It's it's going to fluctuate. There'd be months when I pull it in maybe a lot. And then there'd be other months where hardly anyone got it and there'd be nothing. So I, I, from what I've heard, the system is not good at dealing with that sort of arrangement when you're getting really fluctuating income from something. So if I give it away for free, I don't have to deal with all that hassle and I can move mm-hmm. on to whatever I decide to do next. Michael, where can we get the book? You can get the book at my blog. Um, it's michaelfair.blogspot.com. Uh, if you go there, um, my name is F as in Frank, E-I-R. Uh, and uh, so if you go to that, that blog, the very first entry is the book. It's the second uh, personal power. You go into that entry. There are links to the different formats. It's available in EPUB, which I recommend for most people. Uh, it's also available in Braille. So a lady came forward very quickly and did a Braille version of it. There are two Braille versions, and uh, one of them is BRL, one of them is BRF. They're electronic, of course. This is electronic Braille. Uh, it's also available as a text document, uh, Markdown. That's what I wrote it in, uh, in an app called Ulysses. So if the EPUB one doesn't work for you, at least in the other, the text one, you can you can navigate by headings. You can search for number signs, which separate the sections, uh, different numbers of number signs for different level headings. Uh, Microsoft Word, I do have – a lot of people seem to want the Microsoft Word version. Uh, I've, I've been told it kind of helps if they want to produce Braille copies of parts of it. So that's up there as well. Uh, and there's a PDF version of it. So hopefully uh, th- there's a format that people can use. If you're using a Victor Reader, I've been told you can copy the EPUB into the DTB folder. Uh, it's something like that. Maybe I got the letters a bit wrong, but it's it sounded like that. And then it will work just fine, like a Daisy book. So mm-hmm. hopefully that helps everyone. Uh, I know there's a lot of demand to get it into auto, audio format, like have a human read it. I can't really do that from my end, but I know some people are thinking about it, and uh, you know there's there is some hope. So. We'll see how that goes. They're certainly welcome to. I've, I've, in the book, I've stated if libraries or any organizations want to pick this up and, you know, and and use it and get it into audio or Daisy or whatever, they're welcome to do that. Michael, thank you very much for writing the book. Um, it's made a huge difference to me personally, and I don't often get to say that to a guest. So, thank you for writing it and for putting so much work into it. And thanks for being on the program today and talking about it as well. Well, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, I I can't exactly say I'm going to do another version for sure, but we'll see uh, where the chips fall. 
Michael Fair is the creator of Personal Power, getting the most from iOS as a totally blind user. The second edition of the book was recently released, and you can get it on Michael's blog, as you heard. That's all the time we have for today. Nisreen Abdul-Majid is our technical producer, and Andy Frank is the manager for AMI-audio. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day.